0: Hi, it's Mike Stiles, and this is This Week in the Metaverse, your weekly newscast that keeps you up to date on everything that isn't real and yet is. It's September 19th. Let's see what happened with Metaverse stuff this week. Nothing can happen without the government, you know, and increasingly the government is wrapping its fingers around crypto. The Biden administration wants more control and more laws as they see digital assets gaining traction. The White House has indicated crypto is volatile and unless government steps in, horrible things can happen, like what happens every time government steps in. But now there's an official framework for crypto regulation in the U.S. It describes how the financial services sector could change to make borderless transactions more straightforward and how to fight fraud. Existing authorities who have authority over you, like the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, would lead the bureaucracy and make the red tape. No mandates yet, but they're coming. The framework also mentions the benefits of maybe having a government-issued central bank digital currency, basically a digital version of the dollar. The Fed's being encouraged to research that if they want a break from working on that inflation thing. Now we have a better idea of what Starbucks is going to do in the metaverse. It officially introduced Starbucks Odyssey, which will launch later this year. It'll combine its successful Starbucks rewards loyalty program, successful because people are literally addicted to their product, with an NFT platform. Then you'll be able to both earn and buy digital assets that unlock exclusive experiences and rewards. Maybe you can save up to win an egg bite. Maybe you can earn high enough status that they'll start getting your name right. They already have a program where you earn stars, but Odyssey will allow for a broader set of rewards by collecting journey stamps. Starbucks journey stamps, not the band journey. Starbucks CMO Brady Brewer said they're really invested in this. It's not a stunt like other brands are doing. If you've ever said going into the metaverse is kind of like being on an acid trip, you'll be happy to learn scientists agree with you. A published paper shows how VR group experiences can produce responses like those triggered by psychoactive drugs like hallucinogenic mushrooms or LSD. I know what you're thinking. Mike, are you tripping? I'm not. None of my colors are swirling. Participants said things like, I could no longer define the boundaries of my body. I can't define where I begin and where I end because the atoms and molecules of my arm blend with the atoms and molecules of the wall. And all I could detect was this energy. I was immediately captivated by the magnificence of the energy around me. And because I could no longer identify the boundaries of my body, I felt enormous and expansive. I felt at one with all the energy that was. And it was beautiful. Oh yeah, that totally sounds like someone on an acid trip. The key is achieving self-transcendence. That's where your self temporarily blends with other people or the environment. The trick is avoiding fear or panic, or in other words, having a bad trip. We now return you to your regularly scheduled Grateful Dead album. It's always a little unnerving when people who have worked the most on the metaverse come out and say they're scared to death of it. But such is the case with a dude named Louis Rosenberg, who's been working on VR for three decades. It's not metaverse acid trips he's worried about. It's ad-based business models. Specifically, large corporations could soon have more influence and control over society than you ever imagined. It'll make social media look like peanuts, especially the planter's Facebook page. He says metaverse platforms will be able to track where you go, what you do, where you look, how long you gaze at it, how you walk, your posture, your expressions, your vocal inflections, and your vital signs. All that info, of course, can be used to manipulate you. In fact, he says the metaverse will be the most dangerous tool of persuasion humanity has ever created, worse than a Kardashian. Lewis says it's never too early to talk about regulating and limiting what the mega companies can do with people in the metaverse. Another metaverse guy is Neil Stevenson. He's said by many to have invented the metaverse. Sure, other science fiction writers had similar ideas, but Stevenson's 1992 novel, Snow Crash, completely fleshed out the idea of going to a place where the digital displaces the physical. And he was the first one to call it the metaverse, so there's that. Should have rushed right to the trademark office. Well, you can imagine how his head is spinning as he sees the fiction he wrote about coming true with incredible speed. It was, after all, a dystopian story. But hey, when in virtual Rome, start a metaverse company. And Stephen Levy at Wired reports that's what Stevenson's done. He's a partner in Lamino One which wants to create a scaffolding creators can build an open metaverse on. He thinks there should be one metaverse, but a really flexible one. And he thinks it should be open, not in the hands of a few giants, which brings a sort of moral and philosophical angle to their startup. If you're a big fan of the music group Kingship, Andrew Hayward at Decrypt says, don't expect to be able to stalk or hug the artists, because they aren't real. But it's hoped you'll give them money as if they were, Kingship is Universal Music Group's virtual metaverse band, and its members are based on Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT artwork. Think of it. Virtual musicians can tour constantly and never get arrested or trash hotel rooms like real problematic musicians. Some legitimate producers have been lined up for the group, including Grammy-winning people who created hits for Beyonce, Jay-Z, Rihanna, Ariana Grande, Justin Timberlake, and Bruno Mars. Their names are Chauncey, Hit Boy Hollis, and James Fauntleroy. And they are real, not virtual. It's assumed nobody will care if the artists are real as long as they like the music. Somebody owes Millie Vanilli a huge apology. That's what we've got for you this week. Download this show compulsively, tell your friends, and we'll be back next week.